Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. KCAA Loma Linda, 10.50 a.m., 106.5 f.m., and now 102.3 f.m. It is down eight points, but the Nasdaq's in the green. It's up 45 points. From President Trump's CDC, it's recommending against traveling for Thanksgiving to prevent the spread of COVID-19 as cases in the U.S. soar. Watch airline stocks this afternoon. Jobless claims going in the wrong direction. Companies slicing positions last week. Another three quarters of a million people applied for benefits. Target joining Walmart by releasing its Black Friday deals ad. The discounts go live this Sunday at Target.com to spread out demand and reduce in-store crowds in the pandemic. Jessica Edinger, CNBC. Are you the parent of a two to seven-year-old? Listen closely for an exciting free radio offer. By now, you've probably heard of ABC Mouse, the Parents' Choice Award-winning online learning program that's actually changing the lives of early learners everywhere. ABC Mouse is like a little one-on-one teacher. It has helped her so much. Right now, we're offering a special radio promo to try it free for a month. But you have to go to abcmouse.com radio to claim your free month. That's abcmouse.com radio. Are you tired of your persistent window issues? Fog inside the glass? Drafts? Are they difficult to open or close? If you have any of these problems, Renewal by Anderson can help. Renewal by Anderson is a replacement window division of Anderson Windows. For a limited time, buy one, get one 40% off. Plus, get 12 months special financing with no interest and no money down. Call 800-501-8163 now to schedule your free window diagnosis. Call 800-501-8163 now. That's 800-501-8163 now. ACAA. Open for takeout and delivery, El Tapioc Mexican Food Restaurant in the Tri-City Center of Redlands is back. Their entire family is on hand to serve up their delicious burritos, machaca, chorizo, huevos rancheros, steak and eggs, just part of their mouth-watering great food. Since 1531, people have marveled at the miracle of El Tapioc, and now you can marvel at the great food 
The Lugo family has been serving up for over two decades, nestled quietly in the corner of the Tri-City Center shopping mall next to Burlington Coat Factory. Support them. They can't wait to serve you some of their delectable, authentic, south-of-the-border Mexican fare at great prices, served up with love. Support the area's best-loved Mexican food restaurant in these tough times. Order up a tasty meal on the phone for delivery or takeout, for breakfast, lunch, or dinner from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Call 909-307-0017. That's 909-307-0017. Or Google El Tapiac Redlands and treat yourself. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us if you want Viagra at the lowest prices. Never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 800-357-1583 today to save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 800-357-1583 to take your call now. Call 800-357-1583. That's 800-357-1583. Again, 800-357-1583. Express 106.5 FM The number one FM talk radio station in the Inland Empire KCAA, the station that leaves no listener behind Express 106.5 FM And now, ladies and gentlemen It's time for the greatest real estate investment show ever. Here's the flip-flop investor himself, Todd Bayer. Everyone, how are we doing out there today? This is the Flip-Flop Investor Show, and I am your host, Todd Bayer, the flip-flop investor himself. Every week, we like to get together and talk about real estate investing here in the Inland Empire And every week I like to bring on a local expert or a local investor and talk to them about who they are and what they do. And really the reason why we do this is because I like everyone out there to know who we are as real estate investors and uh, and what we do as real estate investors. So uh, anyway, for those of you out there uh, that don't know who we have on today, if you didn't already catch the buzz, uh, we have... Todd Dominguez on today. How are you doing today, Todd? Mr. Bear, I do well. How are you, sir? Well, I guess, you know what? Let's say that one more time. We had the mic turned off. <laughs> That's probably the best part of the show. Yeah. I'm doing well. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm doing really well. Good, wow, good, sir. Good. My good. goodness. I didn't realize I was uh, knighted uh, for, since the last time we met. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. You absolutely. You're royalty now. I am the royal flip-flop investor. Um, so... You know, for those of you that tuned in last time, I had Mr. Todd Dominguez on. We did a little segment we liked to call Todd Grills Todd. And I think we're going to do the same thing again today. Absolutely. Uh, Todd had put together a series of questions uh, that I told him, you know what? Why don't we do this on the radio? Don't ask me over the phone. You know, let's do this live on the air so I can embarrass myself <laughs> live in front of, you know, thousands and thousands of people uh, uh, live on the air. So, um, 
with that being said, I don't know what he's going to ask me. Uh, yeah. We don't pre-rehearse anything here on the Flip Flop Investor Show. Never, never. I've come prepared though, and but I'm yeah, ready, he's ready got his laptop you. set up. He's I got do. you know, looks like a PowerPoint presentation. I'm getting a little nervous actually. Yes, so right. uh, take it away, Todd. Should we let the it. Should we let the interrogations begin? I guess we should. Yeah, <laughs> we, for those of you watching live on YouTube right now, you're seeing us. Uh, he's got the uh, lamp out with the intense spotlight, you know, right. to shine on me. And uh, where were you on I'm, the evening of? Yeah, I'm hooked up to a lie detector. <laughs> test too which is going to be making actually it. it's just shock treatment electric it's, oh, yeah, just, it's, oh it's just that was for your own you, yeah if you lie or not i don't care i just want to hit the button so you, <laughs> right, so you yeah. dance a little bit <laughs> so uh i uh i am extremely interested in the uh the endeavors that you and uh steven have been involved in and okay. i really came in to see how this may or may not play a role in my world. So I am here to learn, and uh, and I have brought several questions that should help me get a little farther down that road. All right. Uh-oh. So I want to talk about your uh, back porch homes. Okay. This is, uh, this is something that's really, really exciting to me. Okay. So we, you and I first met, I don't know, it was maybe March of 2016. It had been a while, yeah. And we did our first deal and got into our first deal in June of 16 in Palm Springs. Right. And not... Great deal. Yeah, that was. It was a, it was a really fun project, too. Uh, and the, the learning curve on that was... Caballeros? Avenida Avcab. That's right. That's the one. Yeah, that All was, right. That was my first deal. Um, and, uh, you know... Did that win a Flippy Award? Not that one. Not that. It was a different one we did. Yeah, the one on uh, Akatillo. Oh, you did that one. Down that was in deep oh, in Palm Springs. I see. So you saved the good deals for I, yourself, I and you let us, you know. Well, I, you know, I learned a little <laughs> bit going through that first one, so I got better and better. The Spanish modern. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. That was the mix of, uh, of of design elements in there. Yeah, yeah, we didn't go with what the house was telling us to go with. So, uh, but that was definitely a learning experience. That yes, was, it was. That was fun. Um, but now, about a little bit after that that time frame, a little bit after we got into Avcab in June of sixteen, I started kind of hearing you and Stephen talking about back porch homes, even though it didn't have a name then. Right. It was way back then. I mean, this has been going on. This has been in your minds for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. And you've been stirring around these ideas. Maybe that's. I mean, I think we're talking three plus years. Maybe a little more since you guys started conceiving this idea, and then it took some legs, maybe, and and it's and it's definitely off and running now. But that was kind of when you started doing sketches and stuff like that. And I was remember I was renting out office space from you guys. Yep. And I was hearing the chatter in the office and the excitement in your voices. That was fun. And then it got into prototyping, and you were building, you were actually building these things in a warehouse. Yep. And um, I know since that time you've been through a couple rounds of of raising capital and stuff like that. Uh, and and then you started doing the the trade shows, and I went to one of those with you, and yep. I saw the excitement that people were. You know, that I knew that you were onto something because of the you guys had the biggest line at the trade show the whole time, the whole time. Yeah, I and know. it was it was, it was amazing, and and I don't think anybody else there had the vision that you guys had that you could scale this. Right. This is you know the other guy was there, and he had a really nice product. But I think he was kind of making it himself, and I didn't see how that was going to scale, and he was kind of expensive. Um, and I thought, wow, these guys are really on to something here. Yeah. Um, and there's so many great elements. But then, then of course, 2020 happens, and we get the lockdown, right? right. Yeah. So that uh, puts a little bit of a brakes on things. But the, the interesting thing was... Nothing like a, start, nothing like a good pandemic right. to ruin a startup. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that puts the brakes on a lot of things. But, you know, it never 
stalled out. I follow you. I mean, you know, we're friends on Facebook and stuff like that. Right. And we're friends I, in real life too. Just the it, folks out it's there. It's amazing. Know. Do I still have to pay you? To be yeah. Uh, you know, keep, I got 20 keep the checks coming. You know? Okay. Got it. You got it. <laughs> I don't know if they're good, but I, I will certainly write them. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep pretending I don't need them when I cash them. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'll keep pretending like you're not really going to get the money when exactly, I write them. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, during the, through this whole year, you guys have never given up. It wasn't a let's put everything on hold. This was always full steam ahead no matter what. And I thought it was it was really interesting that it really demonstrated how a good idea is certainly – pandemic proof right right i mean if you think about if it what if fire was discovered during a pandemic it, it still would have been fire it would have been you know or the yeah. wheel right right it, it still would have been the wheel we would have needed it whether it was a pandemic that's kind of how this has gone it's such a good idea that nothing is really slowing this down yeah and we uh, we haven't been allowed to slow down you know there was a time too where well, in starting it, it like once once we shut down i mean this was 17 days after we launched the company right we had to right. shut down <laughs> right. so uh, you know, we weren't really allowed to shut down. It did. We did not have much time go by before we had customers already calling us. I mean, we just did this big event down in San Diego to a, an audience of thirty thousand people, and I think everyone got one of your business cards. I mean, it was the, yes. the amount of interest that you generated in that one trade show was unbelievable. We ran out of flyers. I right. mean, we had to yeah. go down mid show. We had to go down and print more at right. Staples, you know, which fortunately yeah. they were open. I've never seen and they didn't fit on the it. page properly because they didn't do a zero edge, whatever the heck it's called. And yeah, uh, you know, yeah. So it was crazy. We did not anticipate handing out that many flyers, and yeah, it was uh, it was nuts. I I, I, I I certainly remember. Like I was kind of there to observe, and Stephen needed to take off and do the flyer things. Like you know, what? you're going to talk to customers here. Yeah, stand in this line, right? And greet everybody that comes. Down. I was like, what do I? I say. Yeah, exactly. So, but you know what? From from I can tell you that from my sales perspective, from the career that I was exiting in, it is such an easier conversation to have than an IT conversation, which right. is, you know, like stereo instructions. Oh my God, this is so boring. Yeah. But and this is this is basic simple stuff in that these are DMV transactions mm-hmm. uh, and they are affordable housing. Yep. And it's I mean it's really about that simple. Yeah, and the questions I mean, most people understand the concept be- behind a home. The technology of a home is not right. new to most people people. So uh, it's pretty easy for them to go in and see what it is that it is. And, right. you know, I, they get it. Like, you, you don't need to, like, explain some complicated, you know, how many, uh, how many, what's the bandwidth of this router and can it handle, you know, what's right. what's the throughput? Is there an internal CPU? Is it managed or unmanaged? Or, you know, right. it's a very different conversation, you know. Exactly. It so, was, you know, but these were, these were uh, you know, certainly customer level uh, conversations that didn't need a huge amount of background to get them up to speed. But I think what the most imp- impressive thing about that was everybody kind of walked through the, 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 the uh, tiny home and came out saying that is an amazing use of space. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they look so much bigger on the inside than they do on the outside. Right. And they feel much bigger. Right. Because, you know, when you think about in your own home, there's so much space dedicated to things like hallways, uh, you know, dedicated to living space or or a logical method to get from the hallway to the couch you know and so a tiny home is really just the removal of all the additional space that you know you have to pay to cool and heat you know right yeah uh, that you know that people don't consider i mean when you think of like a nice home you're thinking you know two three thousand square foot i mean that's going to be a bigger home you know for most people that's kind of a step up home that you're moving into after you bought your first home and a tiny home has everything 
basically that a 3,000 square foot home has without all the extra bedrooms and hallways and you know, it, stuff it, like that. It really does. And it didn't like the kitchen does not feel cramped. No, I don't feel like I'm elbowing anybody in that kitchen. Right. Um, it, it, the, the showers are, you know, you can stand up in the shower and, you know, I'm not button, you know, my elbows on the wall or anything yeah. like that. I mean, it's really a comfortable space. Yeah. I was surprised. Um, but everybody walking out at that trade show, uh, walking out was like, I can't believe how big that feels in there. And yeah. it's really, that's a really, a, I don't know if you can patent that, but that's a design <laughs> element that you guys have really capitalized on. Yeah. And I, I don't know how to say that without, you know, making. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It sound uh, perverse in some way, you know, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, yeah, it, 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 it feels bigger than, than it looks, right. you know, I, and I don't know, I don't know how to say that without being too, you know, graphic or whatever, but uh, <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's, and it's weird because we had, we had drawn these things out on sketch paper and, you know, Looking at it, you can kind of get a feel for it, at least, you know, after, after you've looked at enough blueprints, you can sort of visualize it, but not until we built the first unit right. did it really become, like, a reality where you're like, wow, this this actually feels really good. And I, you know, for us and for our investors and for all the people involved in it, getting to that point, it's like you're all just kind of going on a concept and you sort of believe it to a point and then... But when you see it, once you actually feel it and you're inside of the, the unit, you're like, wow, this is... Uh, this is this is amazing, and and you know then the light bulbs go off and the and the the dollar sign uh, cashier register sounds start ringing in people's heads and right. um, that's you know that's that's kind of been a normal thing for us. We've now experienced that through thousands of people who have come through our units. So right. it's like, uh, you know, it's it's just it's really exciting and it's it's cool to see the excitement in somebody's eyes when like that that thing registers in their brain right. about tiny homes. It's pretty cool. And so now, uh, you know, we were what six, seven, eight months into this into this pandemic, but you really um, capitalized on the on the environment that we're in, and you've landed. A, a, I don't know if you know how much you want to talk about on the air, but you've landed a big sale to to kick off the company right i mean yeah. that's this is this is a momentous occasion for your company right now it was right? huge absolutely yeah there was uh you know at that show in san diego we had met a professor that does uh engineering at, at a college down in san diego county somewhere and she had mentioned to a professor of imperial valley college or, or the, i'm sorry the president of imperial valley college uh that they had this uh this we had this tiny home thing, and, and I guess this president of Imperial Valley College has always wanted to do a tiny home village for students currently attending Imperial Valley College that are on that were that are former foster youth. So these these are kids who were in the foster Got care it. program, okay. and Got then at it. eighteen they age out, and so a lot of them are living in their car. Wow, what an important transition program! Yeah, that you guys can fill a need for exactly. And this president of the college had always wanted it to be tiny homes. She had drawn out this entire plan 
that was going to get built on site by a contractor and it was going to cost a lot of money because that's just the nature of the way things are and so uh, we come in and we made a proposal to her to do our tiny homes uh, actually kind of a, a modified version we're doing a like a dorm unit so it's a little bit different than our regular tiny home that we build but uh, this this dorm unit that we're building it's a 20 foot by eight and a half foot unit you know kitchenette little different you know with the with the finishings bathroom still real nice it's probably bigger than a, a normal dorm room much bigger than a normal campus. dorm room yeah and uh, <laughs> you don't have six people in there exactly <laughs> we might well they've talked about that but well you know uh they have like 300 students at that school i think is what she told me uh that are former foster youth and you know a good portion of them are homeless so to be able to provide 26 wow. uh, dorms to the school you know, it helps, but it doesn't solve the problem entirely, even for them. I mean, this affordable housing issue and this, you know, uh, lack of of housing right. has, uh, and lack of affordable housing right, exactly. has become a really serious problem in California. And so um, we seem to be one of the only people really trying to push for a change in this in this world. And, you know, we hear a lot of people talking about it and how it's a problem. And, you know, even our governor, Gavin Newsom's talking about how affordable housing is a major issue in California. But, you know, we don't see the people stepping up to the plate to really solve the problem. So, you know, it's for us, it's a business opportunity. But at the same time, it's just a human opportunity to be good people and to do something that actually benefits the, you know, the the people of California and the you know the people of the United States. Well, probably. on so many different levels too, because you're 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 headquartered in, or I think your warehouse is in San Bernardino, so it's yep. local label, local labor, local taxes, yep. all that kind of great stuff. So, um, I, you know, it uh, as as we kind of get into this discussion, though, there's so many benefits to what I do, which is you know. Uh, we're uh, Sherry and I are, you know, a buy, fix, and sell company, and and now we're getting to the point where we're we're going to do some buy and holds. Yeah. So I get this kind of dual pain of how to look at this as an investment opportunity. Yeah. Um, so do me a favor, throw in some ideas on how I could use this moving forward as we okay. as we go through this discussion on both sides of that that, that aisle. But um, you know, one of the things that I really know about this is um, it, even if I were to do a garage conversion for an ADU. Yep. I mean, I may have to do uh, schematics and, and, and drawings and stuff like that. And yep. I've got, if it's a stick built from ground up and there's nothing existing, I'm looking at nine months to 18 months, possibly, yeah. you know, with plan check and all that kind of stuff. Depending on where you're going, for sure. Exactly. And some, you know, I, I don't know for sure. I've heard that LA City is, you know, really overwhelmed and, you know, three out of four inspections just, they don't show up because they're so busy. Yeah. And I, I don't know for sure, but I mean, I'm not going to, but I, I've heard, you know, now you've got two more weeks to so get the guy out again. This solves so many of those problems. If I'm looking at, you know, building an ADU on a property, I can just either crane it in or back it in or something like that with minimal uh, effort. Correct? I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm pouring cement, I'm, I'm I'm trenching, and 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 I'm off to the races. Yeah, in most cases, you know, we should be able to place a unit from in from like when you think up the idea and when we start our initial process to actually delivery and installation and when you're ready to go. I mean, we can we can do it in most cases within 60 days <laughs> that's you know amazing and that's you know that's assuming the city takes a while like it's not going to take us a long time to build the unit itself for right. us the units don't take much time to build because we're they're built in the factory setting it's built you know to 
standard residential uh, code, so it's built like a regular house is, two by four construction. Everything inside of it can be purchased off the shelf at Home Depot. Right. You know. So, yeah. So it's you know we build them to an extremely high quality, and you know everything's certified. So the cities don't have an issue with the unit itself. Like when you're talking about building departments and planning and building and safety at a, at a city or a county level. They're you know they're very interested in the safety of the unit. They want to make sure that it's being built to California Building Code. They want to make sure that it's going to be safe for uh, the end user because you know if it ends up falling in on itself and somebody dies or something, that's going to be a major problem. So uh, ours are built to ANSI code and they're built beyond the actual requirement in most cases because we're building them. We're building them to California Building Code essentially, but. On a trailer chassis, right which, in the warehouse, which is in a steel controlled I-beams, environment, and steel I beams, and they're you know right. The, like these things are designed to travel down the highway, so they're built very well. Yeah, I don't think you're ever going to get an earthquake. It's going to give you as much <laughs> no. of a shock treatment as a freeway. That, that, out of freeway, that so. unit should be able to withstand an earthquake without a problem. <laughs> exactly. uh, you know, whether the foundation holds up, that depends on the size of the earthquake, right. I guess. But worst case scenario, it's going to shift. <laughs> but if you look at those time benefits, if I've, if I've let's assume I've got a typical flip going on. I'm somewhere close to $3,000 a month in hold costs with my hard money lender and all that kind of sure. good stuff. I mean, 18 months? We're looking at what? Uh, even if it, let's let's just let's just for sake of argument, let's say it's twelve months. Yeah, uh, I mean that's still thirty six thousand dollars, and just in holding costs. Yeah, that you guys have now saved me. Right. Um, if I'm looking at hundred and I don't bucks a square foot to, from ground up, maybe. Yeah. Um, I mean that's that's I mean I'm I'm close to seventy seventy one thousand dollars. And you guys are cheaper than that and faster than that. Right. I mean, I, it, it... And you're generating revenue from day one. I mean, right. You know, these things, because with financing and, you know, of course, on approved credit, right, you know, of course, uh, you know, they, you can get anywhere three to $500 a month, basically, uh, would be a payment on this unit. And you're running it out for, uh, depending on where you're putting it, I, I mean, $800 would be minimum, probably, in most of California. And then I've seen... You could get this thing into some of the beach communities. You might right. even be able to get $5,000 a month for right. a unit like this. So, uh, you know, and of course, everybody out there should do their own due diligence. Find that out for yourself. Don't do yeah. it based on what I'm saying. I don't know your area. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but I mean, uh, Palm Springs during a festival season. Absolutely. They're going to get ten grand a month for a house. You Possibly, know? So you yeah. So probably get four grand a month for one of these things. Possibly. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, you get near like a Coachella, you know, or a stagecoach event or something like that, or Modernism Week, all the stuff that goes on out in Palm Springs. I mean. And for a buy and hold investor, one of the key elements here is the fact that we are not going to, if we place one of these, we are not going to go through a reassessment here. They're not going to reset my taxes to a higher level because this is personal property. True. This is not real property. That's right. That's yeah. an amazing benefit right there. I'm You've not going to reset. Homework. I have. I, <laughs> I, yeah. That's not a common thing that people know about. Yeah, but that's that's true. Uh, when you, if you were to build something on your site, you're going to get a reassessment for the improvements to the land. So right. the county is going to reassess your property, and you're going to pay taxes based upon the new improvements. Right. And um, so you would fall out of the protections of, of Prop 13 immediately once somebody comes and reassesses this property. You wouldn't necessarily fall out of the protection of Prop 13. Uh, but it's you're going to get reassessed for the new improvements. Okay. So uh, your taxes will go up if you build something on site, like an accessory dwelling unit or a granny flat or whatever they call them these days. Uh, with a tiny home on a trailer, you're not going to get reassessed. It's personal property. You're parking right. a trailer on your on your property, and even though now the state has a, allowed the use of a, of a of a tiny home on wheels, like what we build. 
to be used as a dwelling unit on a property. Uh, there's still some cities and counties that haven't laid out their rules exactly on it, but the state has already said this has to be allowed, you know, to allow for more affordable housing. So uh, whether people out there believe in affordable housing or not, uh, it's it's already allowed. Everybody, everybody believes in cash flow. Yeah, and I, I think just most turned people do. a single family <laughs> residence into what could be a multifamily. Yeah. right off the bat for yep. you know really quickly and pretty darn inexpensively yeah you know absolutely and that's you know there, there's definitely the investor element to it and I think that's why we're talking about it on the flip-flop investor show today right uh, because <laughs> it's uh, you know it's cash flow if you already own a rental property in California and you're already making cash flow this is just another unit you can add to an already existing rental that you have and right add so more if, rent. let's assume you're you're a land you're a landowner and, and you're renting your single family residence out and this your lease is coming due here and maybe you're gonna have to look for a new tenant or something like that or renegotiate the terms now's a great time to say look i'm going to take a third of this land back i'm going to put another property on it here's i'm going to lower your rent by you know, a little bit here, give you a benefit, and I'm going to put another tenant on here. You know, don't need any parking spaces or anything like that. Right. Uh, I, I don't know. What does AB 880 and 881 say about uh, public transportation? Do that to be within a quarter mile? Uh, I don't believe there's any changes to public transportation or parking. You do not need to provide that wow. uh, with a tiny home. That's fantastic. And if you look at the security element of this, because any day, every day that I'm in a flip, is risk, yeah. right? Somebody couldn't steal my pipes or my, you know, copper. Sure. Somebody could come in and, you know, have an accident on the property or something yep. like that. I could be digging a pool and somebody falls in. Yeah, every day is a risk. So you've just, I've just gone from twelve months to two months. That's 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 a lot of risk that I don't have to deal with. Right. But then on the other side, it's also a, a financial security as well for my investors, for my cash providers, because look, I'm I'm, I'm flipping this house with your money. Mm -hmm. If something goes wrong, what's the day? most flips are what six months? Yeah. If something happens in six months that we don't know about, mm -hmm. um, you're now gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this property over to you somehow some way, right? Um, but if if there's a tiny home on this thing, now I've got extra financial security in the sense that you now have a multifamily property that's going to cash flow from day one because of the investment. Yeah, and it's you know that's I mean that's the security that my finance that, that my financial partners really are looking at. This is this Absolutely. is benefits for you know. Yeah, because the, the worst case scenario with a flip is that you end up with a rental, you know, and that's that means that we weren't able to sell it for the price we wanted to get, right. and we're going to be upside down in it, and it, it happens, you know. I've I've been involved in some deals that didn't go the way they should have. I know. haven't yet, but it is always part of my discussion with what happens if. Yeah, and that's and that's a good question that uh, most investors are going to ask up front. Right. What happens if? And you know, prior to this, our answer was always, well, you know, we'll, we'll we're going to give you back the house, you know, and so that's it's not a great answer because in some cases the house isn't done, you know, or the rehab isn't complete, you know, and or you're handing them back a perfectly good house that just you know, we couldn't sell for the price, and therefore, you know, the investor takes it back, and now they can rent it out, or they can sell it for less and get their their yeah, they're changing uh, asset their class or whatever. Out. But yeah. you know, they still have their 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 capital. But now they're gonna they're gonna cash flow much easier. Yeah, now you can. They have another unit they can add to it, and right. bring property management in, and uh, they'll manage it. So you can. You know, it's another exit strategy. You know, and that's that's really all it is. And all investors really want is an exit strategy. They don't want to 
they don't really like being left holding the bag. That's not what investors like. You know, right. If they're, that's they're, your answer is to say, if something goes bad, I'm going to leave you holding the bag. That's you know, You're probably not going to get many investors that way. Right. <laughs> but, of course, everybody wants to know, like, if something does go wrong, yeah. you, know, you know, we can renegotiate our terms here sure. and I can continue selling it. You can take this thing back if you want. It's your right. property. It's your money. You yeah. Know, so. And they just want a plan. You know, and, right. and in all the cases where we've had uh, deals go the wrong way, you know, we've always laid out the plan. Right. They don't have to go along with it if they don't want to. You know, and so the thing is, in some cases, bad things happen, and you know, we just have to deal with it. It doesn't happen every time. Obviously, we try to avoid those things, but when the bad things happen, we just got to have a plan. Right. And uh, if if you if you look at we were touching on it a little bit, but I mean, most most investors aren't necessarily looking to solve societal problems, but <laughs> this actually really does. I mean, I, sometimes you'll have investors that are uh, very conscious of this, but you know, if you look at the homeless problem and and the mental health uh, housing. It, it, you know that it really can kind of play into that as well right mm-hmm. absolutely yeah this is this is a so- it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Social good thing, you know, right. because, you know, if you think about like, like take, take for example, a single mother. That you know she's on a, a low income. She maybe she's on some government assistance programs or something like that. She's you know she's got a young child. Uh, she wants to raise that child in in the best neighborhood she could possibly get into. And you know if her monthly budget for rent is you know only a few hundred bucks or something, uh, it, she's gonna have very few options to her. You know where she can move and. With a tiny home, there's the potential that she can get into a really good school district, right? You know, because this home, this tiny home, will be behind a nice home in a nice neighborhood, you know, and they might be in the the really nice school district where now this child has a you know a better shot at life. If that's the way, if that's what you think, you know, if that's what you believe that uh, you know a better school is going to help out that child, and so you know, plus they have access to some of the uh, the you know, more wealthier neighborhood kids, I guess you might right, call it. I right, don't know. Right. It's, it's, it's just an opportunity to sort of, Zip you know, codes are always important as to, you know, how far you're going to get in life. It just is right. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a benefit that that child's going to realize because of this product. Yeah. And it's, it's a hard thing to say. I mean, there's a lot of people out there and there's, and there's nothing wrong with lower income neighborhoods. I mean, I grew up very middle class, you know, I would, I didn't grow up in a rich neighborhood or anything like that. And it's, it's not that I believe that the rich neighborhoods are any better than any other neighborhood, but, uh, you know, when you look at some of the the lower income areas, you know, there, there's a lot more crime, and you know, there's a lot more uh, opportunities to to go bad. You know, for a young child, and so uh, you know, everybody wants to put their kid in the best situation they can right. as a exactly. parent. And so, you know, being able to have an option available where you can either live in this part of town where you know there's murders and there's you know robberies and all kinds of things happening on a regular basis, or you can go into this neighborhood where that doesn't happen as often. You know, and uh, yeah, most most people, if it were for the same price, would choose the better neighborhood. Exactly right. And if you if you think about that scenario on the flip side, right? So maybe you have a widower who's you know the kids are kind of an empty nester, mm-hmm. and she doesn't want to move out of the the uh, the neighborhood. 
she puts one of these in the back. She lives in that and rents out. And now she's got built-in income from from her property that she owns already. Yeah, and you know it's and funny. Doesn't have to lose all her friends and still shops at the same supermarket and all that kind of good stuff. Right, and you know it's funny because when we did the show down in San Diego, like we actually met some uh, a few different elderly right. couples who right. had said like I would no no like I don't want to rent this out in my backyard. I want to move into this right. and I'll rent out my home because I don't need four bedrooms anymore. Exactly. My kids are they've grown up. They got kids of their own, you know. And she's you know like I'm like that's genius. Right. Right. They're on a fixed income. Exactly. And like they could rent out the tiny home, sure, for twelve hundred bucks a month, but why would they rent that out when they can rent their main home out it's for twenty five hundred, three grand. Right. You know, and now they're more. traveling instead of just being in that huge house. Exactly. And you know, um I think you and I have talked a little bit about it before, but if you look at the the migrant worker population, mm-hmm. I mean, these homes are, are basically mobile. Yeah. You can set them up in little villages, uh, wherever the work may go, yep. uh, seasonal or, or however it is, um, you know, kind of bring in temp power and, and temp septic. And now you've, you've got a migratory workforce that can go anywhere you need them to go. Exactly. Yeah. When you think about like the railroad workers or right. like virgins building the hyperloop or you have, uh, you know, fracking operations or oil pipeline operations, right. you know, large scale farms. There's so many different migrant workers out there that, uh, it would be nice to be able to keep the workforce nearby the work, right. you know, instead right. of trying to rely on nearby hotels, which they might not be for 50, 60 miles away. You right, know? exactly. And in some cases, even further. So to be able to have a, a place that you can kind of bring with you as the work is moving, because that's what happens in a lot of these cases, uh, yeah, having something that you can bring with you makes a ton of sense. And it's just another another solution we can fill. Right. And I, I think we were touching on it in the beginning of this, this conversation, but, but student housing, uh-huh. that's always going to be a problem. Always. And and, and certainly uh, uh, on a grand scale, it's I mean, it's, it's affordable housing in California, which is... You know, it's something every politician is trying to solve right now. Yeah, I don't I know. Think if you guys are political gold, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're gonna be the uh, we're gonna be the political fodder that's thrown around by every you know every every running person in the in the state. You know, right. but uh, you snuggle up pretty quick here. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, but the uh, yeah, the fact is, people need a, a, an affordable place to go. I mean, I don't know if you've priced out like a nursing home lately or anything like that, but. Uh, it's expensive, right. you know. Room and board for a nursing home. If you want a real good uh, board and care facility, I mean, that's going to be thousands of dollars a month, and most people don't have that budget. And sometimes you don't know the quality of care that's going to go on in right. there. Yeah, we've all so, heard the horror stories. Right, yeah. and and you can now they can be in the backyard. Right, it, you know they're up and about in you know in a safe environment yep. around family and all that kind of good stuff. And you're not paying an arm and a leg, and you're not worrying about who's taking care of who at you know at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and you know I mean it's there's so many there's so many reasons to go with it too for that reason because. Uh, you know, you can put a hospice bed in there if necessary. You can have a hospital bed in there. All of our units are wheelchair accessible. You know, and they're, they they conform to basically what ADA rules are. Right. Um, so there's full turnaround in the bathroom. You can have a zero lip shower and all kinds of good stuff for uh, handicap use. And you know, if mom is you know is is has limited mobility, she can still get around. She gets her own space. Uh, and she's you can have an in care an in home care nurse that can come in. You know, and also uh, there's plenty of room for her to get around in there. There's right. a, for you know full size kitchen, and uh, it's you know it's a way to give a, a person, an aging person, dignity while also giving them their independence. Independence. I was gonna say, yeah. I mean, they they are they're not losing that that special part of life at the 
end, right? right. I mean, there's still that independent, vital human. Yeah. And, and she's and, right there. So, right. And she's you know, closer to family. She can go and, see the, the, you know, the, the kids. They can go see the grandkids, you know, the great grandkids in some, in a lot of right. cases now. I mean, people are living longer. So great grandkids are a more common thing these days. Exactly. You know, uh, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're right there. They're, they're right there in the home. You can keep a closer eye on her. And with some of the technology that's available now, uh, you can put, uh, you can put like an Alexa inside of her, the, the tiny home and you can check in on her and, you know, you can say, you know, Alexa, check in on mom, you know, and, and, you know, it'll ping her inside the tiny home. You can say, Hey mom, you doing okay? You know, and <laughs> right. you know, she's right there. And so, uh, you know, you might have to teach her how to use Alexa. I, I was going to say, I, 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 I've tried to, yeah, I love you, Mom, but I've tried to teach my mom how to do video conferencing. Easy. It's a really, really tough show to I think a lot of so. people have had issues trying to figure out video conferencing <laughs> right. in the last few months. Uh, yeah, we've we've done it a couple times with I think a few if, different people. I think if an electronic voice popped up in my mom's world, she she might be a little freaked out. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but, uh, you know, uh, so as, uh, as an investor, for me, uh, whether I'm going to do a buy and hold or if I'm going to do a buy, fix, and sell and do this as a value out of the property. And yes, I know when I go to sell this, I'm selling personal property. I'm not increasing the value of the home, but somebody may pay for that personal property. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, if so. a boat comes with a house, I mean, you know, something might, you know, the yeah. price may go up. Well, we, we were selling a house out in Temecula and we had one of our units parked on that land uh, while we were selling that house. And, uh, we hadn't really gotten a whole lot of offers because this was right when COVID started, and uh, we didn't really get a lot of offers. But all of a sudden, we put the unit down there, and all of a sudden, we were getting all kinds of calls about the property, and people were interested in buying it to include the unit itself. <laughs> and we actually did get an offer on the property that included the unit. They wanted to buy wow. it with the with the house. Did they um, say what they were going to do with it? Uh, no, I didn't ask. I, okay. But I would assume they were going to have another you know family, family? member or something okay. like that and live yeah. in it. And uh, hey, maybe if you get tired of your high schoolers, yeah, you could just you know, yeah, be like, hey, you know, go go rough, go rough house. I want you to move out, house. but yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never know. I mean, there's a lot of different uses for it, and so uh, they didn't end up closing escrow with us okay. um, because they didn't like some other elements about the property. But um, you know, we ended up closing it with somebody who didn't want the tiny home so like we took it back but uh still it generated interest it did it generated you interest know. and we had yeah we had actually quite a few people calling us asking about it and then you know we're asking if we could put one on their property you know, like when they like when they do find the one that they want to buy and so right uh, we will as soon as you know as soon as we're they're they're, uh, they're ready for that we're here so let's let's assume uh, f- from either side of that equation, whether it's a buy, fix, and hold, or, or a, 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 sorry, a, a buy and hold, or a buy, fix, and sell, uh, what really is an ideal candidate for the property itself? What am I looking for as far as maybe lot size and placement of the home? Uh, what what really makes an ideal candidate for this kind of, kind okay. of uh, unit? Yeah, I mean, they're uh, ideally you're you're going to want a, a lot size that's probably you know, at the very smallest, 7,500 square feet, okay. you know, very smallest, because you need, our unit's 30 feet by eight and a half feet. And most cities are going to require about five feet on all sides uh, around the unit. So that makes it, you're going to need 40, uh, yeah, 40 feet by 18 and a half feet somewhere. Okay. Uh, and it's going to have to be in the back. They don't want these things up front. They want them in the backyard. So um, if you got a space that's you know, 40 feet by 18 and a half, then you're good. You can fit the companion, which is the studio model. 
do, am I required to have any kind of private entrance for this, or is that just you can go down the side gate and you're... Yeah, you're, you don't have to. Okay. Uh, you, you, know, you probably would want that, just because if you're going to have somebody living in it that's a tenant, for example, you know, you don't want them necessarily wandering in your backyard at night or something, you know, <laughs> but right. that's up to you entirely. But you figure... That space, if you're doing the 40 by 18 and a half, that's 740 square feet. Right. That you're, you're giving up of yard space. And then, you know, you should probably devote some kind of access to it, like right. a, at least a walkway or something, you know. <laughs> so, right. Um, yeah, so. You know, I mean, you don't have to, you know, to build a cinder block wall. We don't have to do, you know, 80 bucks a linear foot or anything like that. But, yeah. I mean, you know, a simple fence down the side that, that allows them access or something like that, that's sure. that's a quick and easy solution. And, you know, it's a, it's a marketing thing for you as a landlord. So, you know, how do you want to market your tiny home for rent? You know, do you want to, will you give them access to your pool? Will you give them access to the driveway? Will you give them access to the garage? Uh, you know, do they so in the sales board, those are all called upsells. Those are all upsells. Yeah, the <laughs> unit itself runs for eight hundred a month. But if you want the garage, that's an extra hundred. If you want the pool, that's an extra hundred. That's you know. right. And if you you don't want to if you don't want to parachute in every night, you want the access to the side of the house. That, that's two hundred bucks <laughs> a month right there. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, the unit itself is eight hundred. But if you want to actually <laughs> right. walk to it, yeah. it's twelve hundred if you want all the bells and whistles. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you get this uh, catapult thing. That that's we right. Up. Yeah. Um, no, there's. Uh, yeah, I mean, so that. All that's going to come eventually when uh, we build our app, an app Ooh. that uh, is going to do if any home uh, like you own the land can accommodate a tiny home and you want all the utility tree and all that stuff that okay. pad all prepped for where it goes. So you just say you'll be on the app. As a landowner, that says, oh, okay. as a tiny say, like through the app, and say, okay, I'm currently living in Palm Desert, and I uh, I'm moving. My job is moving. I'm going to be moving to Norwalk, and I can either make that commute, you know, and still live in Palm Desert because it's great half the year, and uh, <laughs> right, you know, and then uh, you know. And then make the commute, or I can move to Norwalk, and you've got this property you own in Norwalk, and I'm like, hey, you know, I'd love to rent this place. And you say on there, like, oh, you know, gated access, uh, pool access, you know, garage stall, $600 a month for the space rent. You know, that, that you as a landowner, and I can pay you directly through the app as a property management thing. Wow. And you can also say as a landowner, you know, utilities are not included. We can put a third-party meter on your setup so that we can actually pay the proportionate amount of electricity and water that we're using. And you can even meter sewer in a way, but, uh, you know, <laughs> well, there's so many, there's so many jobs that go along with that. I mean, if you think about a doctor who may have, you know, a 24 hour shift or whatever it is, he doesn't want to drive three hours to home. I knew a, no. a guy, a doctor, and uh, he worked in river down in Riverside and didn't want to drive all the way back to Santa Monica. So he rented a one bedroom, down the street yeah. every time that he didn't want to make that huge drive. Same kind of thing. He yeah. can just rent that, stay there three or four days a week or whatever he's doing at the hospital, sure. and then back with his family. Yeah. Um, it, it, firemen are kind of like that. They usually stay in the firehouse, I guess. True. But, you know, but I mean... Uh, Occasionally the firehouse isn't big enough. You know, right. they, they, need, <laughs> they need extra space. But, you know, even a, even a student or, uh, you know, a parent... Of yeah. a student, you know, that might want, or or a kid with special needs, the parent might want to be nearby. I mean, there's, you know, there's there's a, there's so many applications, right. so many different things people have told us 
that they would use it for that we didn't consider and we didn't know. We just thought, you know, we, we built it thinking mom was going to live in it. You know, that was kind of our thought, you know, and then all these other ideas came to the forefront that we had no idea. I mean, you know, turning it into a man cave or a she shed or an art studio, yoga studio, like all these different things we'd never even heard about, right. not even thought about. And like, you know, and some people were like, I just want a, a little spot in the backyard I can escape to when, you know, when the wife or the kids or whoever is. Uh, being annoying or something, you know, so. you know, maybe it's it's an office instead of building on an office under the house. Yeah, they can just put one of these in the backyard. Yeah, it's a pool house. You know, we've right. heard that one. We've heard all kinds of stuff. Yeah, converted into you know, the relatives come in from out of town. You can take your office stuff out and put a bed in there, whatever it is. Or but. that's where you put your visitors from out of town. You know, like, yeah, so it's a guest right, house. Right. You know, where if somebody comes like, and then you're giving them their own kitchen, their own like you know space. It's like a hotel room on your property that they can go hang out in. And I so. have no problem charging my family rent. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, you have to book it through Airbnb. Right. Uh, so yeah, uh, I don't know the availability. Hopefully, you can. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know that leads. And they got to pay the extra insurance, of course. You know, <laughs> right. it's required. Right. <laughs> I'm not giving you a break on that. No, no. <laughs> that, that's 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 not through us. We don't do the insurance. Yeah. <laughs> right. I have no control over that. Right. Uh, but that leads into like all these little cottage industries and the ways that you can make money. That's what I really like because no entrepreneur wants to have a single stream income. Right. right. I mean, yeah. I want multiple streams whenever I can get them. Absolutely. And if you think about it, I mean, it's you, you certainly have the traditional rent lease kind of situation. Yep. But now we've got, uh, you know, it, it, now you, you can do short term rentals with this, right? So I really, yep. in my buy, fix, and sells, I've doubled down on the on the Palm Springs area because it's going nuts out there. Right. I'm actually looking for a second and third one right now, but um, put one of these on there, and that short term rental. The property has just exponentially gone up. Absolutely, in yeah. value. Yeah, the closer you are to those types of big festivals, you know. Right. But you know, I've even thought up this idea of doing a tiny a tiny home hotel where it travels, wow. depending on whatever you're going to do. Whatever so, the festival is, you move it around. You move it around, and you work out you know a deal with the landowner, and you bring in your own water and sewer, and you bring a doughboy pool, and you this know. Really- Absolutely. You can lease. So that's another thing is that maybe you own some land with a house and I can go to you. I don't even own the land. I don't even own a unit. And I can go to you, Todd, and say, uh, hey, can I lease this? I need 740 square feet in your backyard. I will pay you $200 a month to use that space for whatever I want to do. And then I can spend the money to improve your property and put that R- the RV uh, stand on the back. And I can then put my 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 property that I control up on the app and have tiny home people come rent. I can charge them four hundred dollars a month. So without even owning anything, right. I can just lease from you and then sublease it out to somebody else, and I can make two hundred bucks a month cash flow doing nothing per door. And if you per know, door, if you if you're traveling to, around a festival or whatever, you're going to set up five or six of these because I would think, yeah, you know, I mean, I, if you if you think about like Coachella or Stagecoach like that, it's in a fairly well populated area, which I was you know I've always been surprised about that. It's not in yeah. the middle of nowhere. It's right. On these polo fields and stuff like that but you know if you think about getting out of a coachella event it's done for the uh, for the evening or whatever yeah and you're staying in palm springs it's a it's maybe a 40 minute drive normally yeah if you're trying to get an uber and then (laughs) get out of that traffic yeah that's like two hours back to palm springs yeah or you could just stumble back to your tiny home village yeah where you've got all your buddies already partying with the big you know fire pit in the front and six of these units parked around it yep you can walk or you can you know you can bring a bike or maybe as as the tiny home owner you can make a bike rental part of the thing right. so you can rent a bike or a horse i don't know you know think about there's so many ways to get the stagecoach a horse might be appropriate <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know and i mean you're really 
only talking, excuse me, <clears throat> you're really only talking about, uh, you know, a, a tent power. You can do it with solar if you wanted to. Absolutely. Uh, and then you're talking about somehow a, a, a temp septic or something like that. I mean, you're not going to tie into city sewer or anything like that, but, you nope. know, you can you can dig your own uh, fields, right? Yeah. Leach field and stuff. Yeah, you could, you could, you know, you could put in your own uh, septic system, basically. I mean, obviously, there's codes involved in that, but that's, you right. know, and it's not a quick thing. You can just show up and dig it, you know, a, tra- a cesspool. Oh, I could do it. Just, uh, uh, I've seen people do it, you know, and it's not pretty. You know, it's nice at first, but uh, you give it a little time. Have a truck down the street, right? A big, a big tube that goes down there. Yeah, it just drains into the sewer drain. I've seen that, too. Uh, you know. I'm not condoning this. It's a joke. I, I bought a house once that uh, they had these the big 50-gallon drums buried uh, oh, in the dirt Lord. in the backyard, and yeah, they had a septic tank that they had built using those as the storage tanks. Oh, and, my. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was uh, it was gruesome. It was pretty, uh, you know, yeah. It was gruesome. Wow. But hey, you know, we took care of that. Boy, <laughs> you got to take care of that quick. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, well, we didn't know that's what it was. Um, you know, they had it, they had them buried underneath a hot tub. It was interesting. Huh? Oh my! They did it entirely to cover it up. They did not want anybody to know they were doing this. But our plumber discovered it. That then, can so. be a really big surprise in the hot tub at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm a good thing they didn't, you know, didn't like leak up right. in some way. Uh, but Oof. I mean, they did it. It was actually hooked up. Like, if you're going to do this, they hooked it up the proper way. It was all done. It, there was no leaking issues or anything like that. But uh, it's like saying you did a really good job at robbing that bank. It's yeah, that's pretty legal. much right. Yeah, they did it completely <laughs> illegally, and you know, but at least it wasn't causing problems, you know. Right. So like it was, yeah, it's percolating. I did this, that word just keeps ringing. Hey, and that's what it does. That's what septic <laughs> tanks do. Right. You know, I mean, if anybody if has ever looked into the science of a septic tank, it's fascinating. I really <laughs> want to explore this idea of uh, making money off of these things with these festivals. I mean, you've got what garlic festival out there in North. Yeah. You've got the Coachella. You got the the Coachella Valley festivals. Coachella, yeah. And this may be a great time because they've I think they've actually been pushed out to October again mm-hmm. because of the COVID um, thing. So you now we've got a little time to plan this whole thing out. Right, right. I mean, you get two or three of these these things, and because if you think about it. Um, if you had a four-bedroom house, uh, 2,000 square feet in Palm Springs, during those festivals, you're going to get $10,000 a week. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You have one of these tiny home villages, not too – you're going to maybe double that. Maybe. You know? You know, <laughs> and, and it's tough to say. The more people that end up doing it, obviously, eventually the, the prices will come down. But, uh, you know, you figure with a, with a traveling hotel setup, you can go from the Coachella. You can go to the Temecula Balloon and Wine Festival. Right. You can go to the Renaissance Fair. You can go to all the different, you know, festivals and fairs and and. Uh, and uh, and you only need carnivals them. and and all the different. Uh, uh, what am I thinking of? The um, uh, gosh, it's a big one too. I can't think of it right off the top of my head. But yeah, you can go to that too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but they're I mean they're all over the place. Yeah, um, solving that. If 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 I would have had the opportunity to walk out of a you know a, a stagecoach and be ten minutes away from where I was going to stay and be sitting back in front of the fire really really quick. Yeah. I would have paid a lot of money, especially if I could have only you know the, the families and friends around me that are you know right there with us. Sure, sure. That makes the, the festivals because it is such a you know you've had a couple of beers at the end of the night. Right, yeah. and you're getting in an Uber. You can't find your Uber. <laughs> I mean, it's just drudgery trying. And then you got to sit in the Uber. Well, it's really crowded because you ordered a lift. That's right. why you couldn't find your Uber. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just jumped in one anyway. Yeah, I just jumped in yeah. anybody. Uh, said, are you Sally? Of course I'm. 
jumps out. Yes. Yeah. Honda Civic. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I mean, there's, I mean, what Renaissance Fair? There's, yeah. There's all these different opportunities where you could do that. Can yeah. I move them down from one to the other, and these things will handle the road fairly well? Yeah, that's what they're designed for. Wow. They're, they're built to be towed by a standard three-quarter ton pickup truck. So, and there's companies that do this. There's companies that move them. So, let's assume you buy ten units, you know, and you're going to have a little traveling hotel. You can. Uh, hire companies that actually will drive them wherever you want to go for you and they just charge you by the mileage and you know they'll show up with a truck and a bunch of guys and there you go you drive one <laughs> you know your wife can drive another one and you know uh then there you go you got i get my nine-year-old driving one hey, my 11 year old driving know? one you know they say, yeah. hey, that, that's that do that at your own risk you know but, uh, <laughs> right <laughs> just follow me yeah exactly <laughs> what how does it play into the to the migrant worker uh solution for that give me a, give me an example of how that might work so, okay, let's assume you're working on an oil pipeline. Okay. Uh, you're in North Dakota, and, you know, right now you're working in this particular area of, of North Dakota, but, uh, and you can work, let's just call it a 10-mile radius from there. So, you know, but once they're done doing the work on that particular part of the pipeline, they've got to move. Right. And, you know, a lot of times, like, especially with, like, fracking operations, and we've, right. we've heard right, about right, this right. in the past, they will go in and build a city that doesn't exist because they need a place for all the workers to be. So they'll literally go in and build, and then when they're done, they just leave it, and it's abandoned. They have, like, wow. these abandoned home, like, towns, basically. <laughs> and, like, because it makes... That's the only option they have, right. you know? So if they can instead show up with the housing, right. they can move that with Take them, it with and them. they don't have to leave these abandoned ghost towns wow. afterwards. You know, mining is the same way. Right. Uh, oil, mining... Uh, you know, and so, and even with like certain large scale farms and ranching operations, you know, sometimes you got quite a distance to go, and it, it would just be nice to be able to have your workers have something that they can stay in. And we can convert these into be sort of like a bunkhouse style thing where, you know, you can have four, six, eight guys in one of these units. Uh, and, you know, they're just there for the season. So a lot of these guys, they're, you know, they know that it's a temporary job, but having to drive and commute sometimes can be a real challenge. So. How customizable eventually down the road maybe, how customizable or purpose built can we eventually get these things if, from you? you? You give me a big enough order, I'll customize it however you want. You know, <laughs> right, like, okay. You want to look like a log cabin? I can so we're not, like we're not necessarily doing the, uh, the Ford Model A, you can have any color you want as long as it's black. Kind That's of what we're doing currently, the okay. Model T by the way. Sorry, yeah. sorry, <laughs> Model T. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but I mean eventually, I mean if there's if there's a, if there's a, a order play you're open to the idea of customizing these things and that's, yeah that's what we did for the city of El Centro we uh, right. you know we, we did not have a dormitory unit designed but they ordered 26 dormitory units so uh, we quickly developed and uh, designed a dormitory unit that would fit their needs and so uh, we've done it for an order that small. Uh, I don't know if we'll always do it for an order of 25 or 26. Uh, I think, generally speaking, you got to come with a bigger order than that. But it really, it's up to manufacturing. The manufacturing side of the business has to tell me, can this be done? And, you know, how much is it going to cost? So that's, uh, right, right, you right. know, and, and when can we deliver? That's Those are kind of the three main questions that they're going to want to know. So if somebody came to us, like we had a, we had a person who owns a, uh, a big uh, resort, like an RV resort, uh, place out in, uh, gosh, where is it? Georgia, I believe it was. And, you know, he came to us and said, you know, hey, I need to, like, put 40 of these units, and I want to put them... Actually, it was another property he owned in Utah that he wanted to do. It was like a hunting lodge kind of thing, but these would be, like, he would set them up on various parts of this huge parcel of land 
for hunting purposes, you know. Mm-hmm. So these would be like little hunting cabins. Oh, right, um, right, right. But he wanted to look very cabiny, you know. And we said, sure, yeah, place the order, we'll do it. And then COVID, I, this literally happened like a couple of days after he we, we talked to this guy. So <laughs> it's like COVID gets in the way of everything. Here. I know COVID's really Jeez. screwing some things up, man. <laughs> well, so uh, so from a from a finance standpoint, though, I know you're a hard money lender, also. Yep. Uh, this is not something that would fall under that umbrella, right? This is more conventional financing. Uh, no, it's hard money loan too. I mean, would you? Well, you sure. I mean, that's part of the plan. We plan to actually have our own financing arm for these units, uh, and that will come. Uh, we, we right now are working with another company that's going to finance them, but okay. eventually we will have our own financing arm that'll finance them right there on the spot for you. So rehab loaners may may roll this into a, into a rehab at some point in the future. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I haven't talked about doing a, like a like a renovation version. Right. You know, but it'll come if at some point. Somebody's going to own one of these and they're going to ruin it and they're going to need to you know right. sell it for a discount and some investor is going to buy it you know and <laughs> and so you know there will eventually become a secondary market for used tiny homes actually well if if i had a, a flip going on and i wanted to increase the value of the resale i mean i know i can't it, it, it won't necessarily uh increase the value of the property as far as the county is concerned or anything like that but you know if i wanted to say like this this piece of personal property comes with the house and you have to pay a little bit more for it is that going to be something that can be rolled into the the, the uh, rehab uh Loan? Probably not. Okay. You know, that's going to have to be financed separately. Okay. You know, these are called chattel mortgages. They're right. not traditional mortgages that is that secures them. But you know, like the the product that we're currently offering with it, it's twenty three year loan product. You know, that keeps the payment really low. Uh, interest rate. It's higher than a, than a standard mortgage, but that's because these things move. So there's right. It's more basically risk. a car loan almost, isn't it? It's yeah. It's like an RV loan, really. Right. right you know, right. and so uh, it's available. Uh, it's out there, but when you go to sell it, yeah, there's going to have to be a different process. And but escrow understands all this because if you ever buy a mobile home that's not you know that's not permanently affixed to the foundation. Uh, escrow knows how to do all this stuff. This is it's a DMV registration. There's you know there's different ways to go about it, but uh, yeah, they can be sold with real estate, and you know if somebody brings in cash, that's the easiest way to do it. Right. Oh man, oh, that's some it. Good music. That yeah, was a great show. Thank you, sir. Well, thank you, Todd, for 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 doing the Todd Grills. Todd, we'll have to do a part two because I see you got a lot more slides. I, I think. <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you all out there for tuning in to the Flip Flop Investor Show. Uh, we'll see you again next week, Thursday at four p.m. or right here on KCAA. Have a great week, everyone. Take care.
Ebo Tea Club's original pure powdery arco to Ebo Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea can be tremendously beneficial for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease. A one-pound package of tea is $34.95 plus shipping. To order, please visit TeheboTeaClub.com. Tehebo is spelled T like Tom, A-H-E-E-B like boy, O, then continue with the word T, and then the word club. The complete website is TeheboTeaClub.com or call us at 818-610-8088, Monday through Saturday, 9 to 5 California time. That's 818-610-8088. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 